All right, here we are again. I'd say another day, another dollar, but uh, probably more accurate would be another day, another CNN producer is discovered to be a pedophile. I speak, it beginning to be a, a, a daily occurrence here. We've had at least two that I know of. We've got Chris Cuomo, well, two producers. I, I don't know their names are off the top of my head, but we've had another one discovered today by Project Veritas that he was hitting on and I guess basically looking at his, it's really kind of creepy. It's hard to describe his fiance's daughter, who's 14. Apparently he was sending text messages back and forth to his fiance and commenting on her um, coming of age, I guess, looking good, looking hot. But uh, anyway, some really disgusting stuff. And he was willing to pay for pictures of her. I mean, come on. This is a CNN producer, folks. CNN producer. Just to give you an idea about how upstanding that damn uh, uh, network is. And then on top of that, you've got Chris Cuomo, who has had sexual allegations against him. You've got Don Lemon. Uh, God knows who all else. It's, it's, a, it's a, I guess, a nest of pedophiles. CNN, oh, disinformation. I, I, how they stay in business is beyond me. They do not have any ratings. They've lost 80% of their ratings. But anyway, that's another subject completely. What I want to talk to you today about is, I've got three items, actually. Uh, one is the Salvation Army. They are crying because their donations and money that they have coming in for the holiday season is way, way down last year. Uh, the funny thing is, I think I know what the problem is. They went woke. Okay. Kind of publicly. They had a mission statement basically, which is, you know, what a company tries to strive for. And then within that mission statement or something comparable to that, they wanted all people, especially white people to reflect on their racism. That's what it said in the, in the document. So anyway, the old saying, get woke, go broke, applies here. Why would anybody? And I'm, I'm, I'm not some high-powered businessman that's been going around for years, you know, making money. I, I'm not like that, okay? I'm just your average guy, hence the name of the, the uh, podcast, Average Joe. I'm just an average guy, right? But I do know this. You can't piss off half or better than half of your, your uh, customer base. That's stupid. Why would you do that? And if you do do that, you have to be willing to take the hit. And when I say that, Salvation Army comes out, they want to be woke, no problem at all. It's a free country, you can do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, you're going to take a hit for that financially. There's no getting around it. I don't know how you would think you wouldn't take a hit for that. So anyway, they're, they're, uh, Americans are tired of it. The Americans are tired of the COVID nonsense, and they're also tired of this woke crap and CRT. You know, they're tired of all this. People are, they want to go back to their lives as usual. They do not want to do this anymore. So what happens? Well, suddenly, the little red kettle out in front of the grocery store, no one's putting money in it anymore. Are you going to donate your money, your hard-earned dollars, especially charity-wise? You don't have to give in the first place. It's one thing when you have to pay your taxes. 
There's not much you can do about that. But I do have the choice of whether or not I give to a particular organization my hard-earned cash. There's nothing that says I have to do that. So people are opting out of doing that. They're not doing it anymore. Or they're, it's down considerably. I mean, you're talking about 70% of the population here that they've basically pissed off. Because you have a small, not minute minority, BLM, Antifa, activists in that group, very small segment of society that's trying to rule things as if they were the mob. Okay, it's mob rule. And that, that's not going to work anymore. People are really tired of that. So Salvation Army basically has no one to blame but themselves for this. No one to blame. You did it to yourself, and I don't feel sorry for you. And if you think I would give you a dime, you're out of your mind. I'm not going to do it. And I think I speak for a lot of people out there. You're telling me I'm a racist. You're telling me I have to reflect on my racism. You're assuming I am something. What are these people thinking? Now, if I don't know if you know how big charities work, but more often than not, 90% of the money does not go to help people, okay? The Salvation Army, they've got, they've got infrastructure they have to take care of. They have salaries. Uh, lots of things go on behind the scenes, just like running a business. It's a nonprofit, basically. So at the end of the day, you're probably out of your, say you give them $10, I would say $9 of it, if not more, goes for administration and infrastructure and salaries and travel and you name it. Somebody's got to buy that stuff. It doesn't come free. So at the end of the day, a dollar of what you give may go to someone in need. And, and what's funny is many times they outsource that. In other words, they will pick another organization to take the money and actually distribute it to the poor. So you had a two-tier system that takes money away. So naturally, so, so okay, so say the Salvation Army gets $10 from me. I, I put $10 in the kettle when I'm walking into the grocery store. $9 of that goes to their organization to, for, for just to make sure it exists. And then they take that $1 and they may hire a third party uh, organization to distribute the money. So a dollar of that goes to the other organization. Well, they're going to use at least 70% of that for their, their, their infrastructure and their salaries. So it all gets eaten up at the end of the day. Very little of it gets to people in need. My advice, and, and this, this goes on, uh, think of larger scale ones. Uh, let's see, United Way, that's the biggest con of all time. Yeah, you find out that their, their organization the people in charge flying around in jets, spending money at casinos, you, you name it. This went on years ago. I'm surprised they ever, they ever recovered from that scandal. Uh, you've got the Red Cross. They, they found all kinds of corruption involved in that. All these big organizations are like that. Any, any organization that's out trying to get your money on a national scale you're not the money that you donate is not getting to them you you would to anyone who needs it you would be better off finding a local charity a local food bank a local church uh someone who deals with the homeless maybe maybe paying fuel bills whatever do it in your own home that's the thing to do do it that way you'll be way ahead and you'll feel a lot better because it's going to your neighborhood as opposed to 
God knows where they spent the money. I'm not saying that Salvation Army at its core isn't a good organization. It probably is. It does it's done a lot of good. But when you go woke, you make you you really anger a lot of people. And I don't think it's a good idea because most Americans while while most Americans won't go out and walk and uh, protest in the street, the one thing they will do is they will show their you know their anger or their disagreement with their pocketbook. They won't give. And it's that simple. And I believe the Salvation Army's finding out about that. They're backtracking now, but it may be too late because here we are. It's the 16th of December. You've got nine days left. I don't think you're going to get to anybody that quick. You can't do these things in a short period of time. They're going to take a hit this year. So uh, number two, another something else I wanted to talk about moving on. Uh, there's a judge in a hospital in Virginia, I believe, that uh, they're holding a hospital in contempt for not giving ivermectin to a dying patient. Did you hear what I said? <laughs> the hospital is being held in contempt for not giving, not giving ivermectin to a dying patient. Now, I'm not 100% sure, but I think Trump passed a law, may have been an executive order. It was called, it, it, it had something to do with, I can't remember what the name of it was. I should have looked that up. But it it basically stated you could, if you're dying, if you're terminal, you have the opportunity to try experimental drugs. Last chance, I believe is what it was called. Something like that. Well, I think in this case, the hospital is dead wrong. Why would you deny someone who's dying from COVID the opportunity to take something that may cure them? The judges hold him in contempt. He's saying they're going to pay $10,000 a day, a fine. So I think he's, I think he's exactly right. This is exactly what should be going on right now. It's my body. I can do whatever I want. And the family is the one that's wanting this done. And why wouldn't you want that done? Why wouldn't you as a human being say, you know, I got one chance. Mom, mom's got one chance. Let's get, let's go ahead and give her this. It, it, it may not do anything but it's not going to hurt her. So why don't we go ahead and do that and give it a shot? The hospital's saying no. And, and I think that's exactly what should, should happen to them. They should get in big trouble for this. They should be fined. It should be $100,000 a but they'd hell settle up then. What do you want to bet? Well, let's see. Here's another one. Just to give you this it's kind of a segue into this next story. There's a, uh, in England, I think in the Great Britain, there were some grandparents great-grandparents uh, of a baby girl who was murdered by a lesbian couple couple they had warned and these this great-grandparents had warned social services of this and were told because they brought it up and it's a lesbian couple and it's also a gypsy lesbian couple that they were being racist and homophobic they did it five times apparently this little girl was being abused terribly she was 14 months old what is going on in this world? Political correctness kills. It literally kills. It does on a daily basis. You look at any, any family services organization, they're the worst. You know, uh, child protective uh, services out in California, horrible, horrible. The, the horror stories that go on there. It's where pedophiles hide. It's terrible what they're going, what people are going through out there. And, and, it, it, and, and in, in my state, in Missouri, 
Department of Family Services, biggest joke you ever want to run into. And I have personal knowledge with that. I have personal uh, uh, situations that I'm aware of that happened to me or, or to members of my family. Absolutely the worst. They, the last thing they care about, and this is the gospel truth, the very last thing they care about. Now, I'm not talking about the workers in the, in the field. You know, I got to make that caveat. I'm not talking about the workers in the field. A lot of those very, care very much. But in a huge organization like that, what does it matter? You're that tiny little cog in this great big machine, and you can't stop it. Department of Family Services. I thought the DMV was screwed up. It takes a back seat, and I mean it's way in the rearview mirror of Department of Family Services. And, and one of the reasons it is is because they outsource it. Just like every other state agency or federal government agency, they always outsource it. They don't want any of their people involved in it. They'd rather pay someone else to do the job that they're supposed to do. And so what do they do? They outsource to these, these small organizations. Um, there's hundreds of them out there. Department of Family Services, most of the time you can't even get hold of these people. There's an 800 number you can call. And if you're lucky, you'll catch somebody. But they'll tell you, well, what I'll do is I'll send them an email, the person you're looking for. They're not going to connect you to them. I've done it. They won't. They absolutely refuse to. So what you are is you're at the, you end up at the mercy of these smaller organizations, usually Christian-based. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, always, I'm far that. But what they've done is they've outsourced this. Department of Family Services puts it in this organization's hands and they're supposed to take care of the children. And believe me, the last thing on their mind is the welfare of the child. Take my word for it. All they want is the paperwork straight. That's it. That's it. Oh, I could, I could, I could tell you stories, which I won't, but let's just say that it's a screwed up mess and it's, they are, they're constantly contradicting themselves. One hand doesn't know what the other one's doing. It's a, it's a disaster. And these kids are lost in this system. I, I, I think they said they had like four or 5,000 kids in the state of Missouri. They don't know where they're at. They're in foster care, but they have no idea where they're at. That's a real organization, isn't it? And, and it goes right down the line. It, it, it not only proves to you that anytime government gets involved in something, things go sideways. You'd be better off letting these third-party uh, organizations run it from the, from the get-go and not have state, any kind of state uh, uh, rules and regulations to live by because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And, and here's a perfect example of it in Great Britain where this lesbian couple, because they were lesbian, they're, they're telling the great-grandparents that they're racist and homophobic and looking the other way. And what happens? A 14-year-old, a 14-month-old uh, girl is killed. But I don't know. I don't know how you fix that. Uh, it's above my pay grade. But that is a shame right there. And that's basically what's going on in America today. We, we're we not really addressing the issues. We're trying to make excuses for it, just as long as the money keeps rolling in. All right. That's all I got today. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Remember, let's go, Brandon. <laughs>